Mike, we're starting this week with some feedback from an anonymous listener. Ooh. They wrote, I grew up in Keene, New Hampshire, and its rural neighborhood, uh, the neighborhood of Westmoreland. I went to Keene State College, and my father taught there. There's more to the story. Search pumpkin riots. This led me down a rabbit hole, my friend. <laughs> it turns out we barely scratched the surface of the story of the town of Keene, as Stephen said which uh, held the world record for most jack-o'-lanterns lit at once. We just merely, merely dug into it. That's right. So today we are heading back to New Hampshire to right that wrong. This feels like our serial moment. From Relay FM, it's Ungeniused, a show exploring Wikipedia published every other week. I'm Stephen Hackett. We're not going to get too much into the town of Keene itself, but just for some context, it's in the southwest corner of New Hampshire, home to about 23,000 people, and was first settled way back in the 1730s, which is about as old as we get here in the United States. That's nothing. Your country's so young. It's like not even that long ago. We cannot get into that today. <laughs> okay, that's for another episode. Critical to today... Keene hosted the state's annual pumpkin festival from 1991 to 2014, setting that world record that we mentioned several times during this period. You may be wondering, why did they stop? If you're on, if you're on top of the jack-o'-lantern world, why would you bow out? Well, that's what this anonymous follow-up was all about. The repeated world records, they were the true driver. They were why people came to this festival for many years, with organizers working year-round to partner with families, businesses, schools, churches, and everyone possible of that 23,000 resident population to pull off the event each and every year. These groups will get people to create and donate jack-o'-lanterns, which were then displayed on these massive shelving units placed all around the center of town. Besides the thousands of jack-o'-lanterns, the festival was pretty much what you would expect, right? There's music, fireworks, and food. The pumpkins, after the fact, would be taken by area farmers who used them to feed pigs. So they, they were recycled. The event was huge, of a record 80,000 people. 80,000 people attending in 2006. Jeez. Keep in mind, Keene had a population of 23,000 people. This is four times the population of the town. I have no idea where all these people stayed. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Where did they go? So, things hummed along until 2014, and that's when... Uh, that's when things came off the rails, but more on that after the break. Mike, say that you want to start your own fall festival. You're going to mm -hmm. need a website, right? That website's going to need uh, probably photo galleries. Obviously, you want people to sign up to get emails about the fall festival. You may want to sell tickets. Merchandise. Merchant oh, merchandise. Of course, your fall festival t-shirts and stuff, sweatshirts. Well, if you were doing that, you would want to go to Squarespace because it is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can lay out a website that looks awesome on desktop and mobile using their Fluid Engine. You start with a uh, best-in-class template and customize every design detail, so your logo, your colors, your typefaces, and that's all built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. 
They have all the tools you need to sell products in the store, and of course, to send emails with Squarespace email campaigns. And what I like about the email campaigns is you bring your all that work you did, uh, you know, your colors and typefaces and stuff, that all comes over to the emails, and the analytics that run on your Squarespace site uh, also know all about your email campaigns, so you can see how your emails are performing out in the world. Squarespace is the place, not only for fall festival websites, but really anything that you need. And you need to go check it out at squarespace.com slash ungeniused for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash ungeniused and use the code ungeniused to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I love building on Squarespace and you are too. Once again, squarespace.com slash ungeniused and the code ungeniused for 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. During the 2014 festival, there were several parties in the area attended by students from Keene State College and other nearby schools. It's a little unclear to me exactly how things started, but the short version is these parties turned into riots just a few miles away from the festival. And what's interesting about this is that the whole thing played out on social media with posts springing up on Instagram, Facebook, and what used to be called Twitter. Let me read you a little excerpt from an article in the LA Times about yeah, the riots. The, the LA Times. Think about yes, that. It broke out. It broke out. Uh, basically, every phrase in this paragraph linked to a social media post showing what it's talking about. So it says, young people chucked beer cans and cups at each other, jumped off roofs, tore down, kicked and smashed road signs, set large fire and chanted profanity, celebrated on top of a flipped car, took selfies in front of lines of riot police, got the attention of a police helicopter, chanted USA, which is probably, USA, the, worst thing. USA. That's probably the worst thing out of all of these, uh, pushed barricades and threw a street sign at the police, threw bottles at the police after the police threw tear gas and left behind a huge mess. There are two things funny to me in this. Mm-hmm. One is the huge mess. That's just like, yeah. that's inherent in everything else I've described. <laughs> in writing. Yeah. Also, chucked feels like a very British phrase. Mm. But was that something you would say? That you chucked a beer can? Wouldn't you say through? Well, they said through, in, you know, twice before. So, uh, this is this is that, this is that LA, this is that like, oh, I got a journalism degree. I can't say through too many times. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. there are some serious Oxford comma issues in this. Yeah, this whole this whole little paragraph is intense. This is not a very well-written uh, list of things, but nevertheless, here we go. As the LA Times mission, the Keene police moved in and about 50 people ended up being arrested. But there's a weird angle to all of this that I reckon needs to be addressed and I reckon is the reason that this happened. Two months before the riots... John Oliver hosted a piece on HBO's Last Week Tonight about the militarization of police departments in the United States. The Keene police force were explicitly used as an example as the department purchased an armored vehicle called a Bearcat. These are used by the military, and the city of Keene said it needed to prepare for Pumpkin Festival. I remember this episode, and I think friend of the show... One True John has sent us pictures of these things too, right? They're like these massive mm-hmm. armored vehicles that the police would drive around, I guess, to Batman it up. The police here have one. Sometimes you see it, you know, for big events. But the town obviously took a lot of heat for the equipment, right? You have this national spotlight turned on you. 
And it was not used during the festival or during the department's response to the riots, according to reports. But given that 30 people were injured during the riots, some said the city should have used the Bearcat. They should have shown more force. Personally, I do not think that military vehicles are needed to be owned or operated by a police force, especially one in a small town. But there was outrage felt by the town's population at the damage done by the rioters, probably hence why some people were saying, break out the Bearcat. (laughs) Bearcat! Bearcat! (laughs) Indeed. After the dust settled, the Keene City Council voted not to grant the permit for next year's festival, effectively Good idea, it. I think. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. At this point, the festival is ruined. Like, it can't come back anymore. <laughs> you know, maybe that was unpopular to some people. I mean, think about the economic impact of this festival, right? But they, they decided it was not worth the risk of additional violence. So organizers arranged for the event to be moved to Laconia, for its 25th event in 2015, a nearby town, where it has been held ever since. This is where in the serial version of the show, there's like a left turn, and it turns out that Laconia, like the Laconia Council, like they instigated the the riot, you know? And that's how they they got it back. I would just like to state for the record that that no information has been gathered to suggest that. I just said it. Uh, The festival shrank in size after the move and was cancelled for a couple of years due to COVID, but restarted last year. Thankfully, the event has been peaceful every year since. Which is like, that's the weird part, right? It's a little cliche to repeat your riot year after year. Just world records. (laughs) Riots? No, thank you. Well, thank you to our anonymous listener who sent in this feedback. They did so uh, with our feedback form. It's on the website and there's a link in your show notes. Most people use it to submit cool topics for us to cover, but sometimes we get gems like this as well. If you want to read more about the Keen Pumpkin Festival riots, uh, there's a bunch of links in the show notes, including to that LA Times article, and an article on Vox.com that says John Oliver predicted <laughs> the Keen Pumpkin riots. <laughs> Mike, until next time we chunk a beer bottle, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>